Welcome to Kinship. We're church sisters who share our discussions so that you're encouraged to deepen relationships in your local church. Hi, I'm Frances, and I'm here with Bethany, Alyssa, and Pam, and we are going to talk about how to listen. But first, we have a question. I have a question for you ladies. What traits do you look for in friends? I can go. Go ahead. I look for weird people. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's because it's like a, a camaraderie thing. <laughs> I'm weird, so be weird with me. You are weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I really like it. I like the quirky, um, awkward. I look for openness in a friend. I like having... If we can have conversations and go back and forth, I get along with all sorts of folks. So if we can just have a good conversation and they're vulnerable or they're able to at least over time, um, that's what I look for in a pal. Mm. <laughs> Pals. Good old pals. Pal. Yeah. Like Care Bears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> Someone it's easy to talk with mm-hmm. and like have good conversations with, mm. not just like surface level conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone I can laugh with too. Yeah. I agree with all of those. And that actually is tied to our subject, which is how to listen. How to listen well. Um, Ladies, are you a naturally good listener, or do you struggle with listening? Do you fall asleep on people or roll your eyes? (laughs) Do you look elsewhere? Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm the notorious bad listener of the group, I guess. (laughs) Can you tell them what you do? Yeah, so I'm talking, I mean, I'm making eye contact with someone. Let's say I'm talking to Alyssa. But I'm not really because my ears are facing the person I'm really listening to. So <laughs> if I'm looking at you in the eyes, it's probably not it's you false. that I'm talking to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. But you come to quickly recognize that she's not really listening to you. <laughs> and she <laughs> apologizes. Yeah, yeah. Tell she her is. mind yeah. somewhere else. I love you. <laughs> are you a naturally good listener? I think I'm growing in listening. I think before I would struggle with listening well because I'm... Sometimes I'm trying to think of what how to respond before I'm actually listening and asking good questions. I'm already trying to make sure I say the correct, quote-unquote, correct mm. thing in response. And so I'm growing in it. Okay. Bethany? I feel like I would say by default yes because I don't like talking. Mm. So then to make myself more comfortable, I'll ask questions so that I don't have to talk. Because mm. I'd prefer to listen than to talk. Yeah. I would say the same thing. By default, I would say I'm naturally good. I'm a naturally good listener. But the reason I think that is because I know people like to talk about themselves. So why not ask them questions so that they could, you know, reveal who they are and um, what they like and allow that conversation to take place. So, yeah. Next question. In your opinion, what makes a good listener? I like someone who asks questions. I think of the three of you and how when I share things, you guys try to draw out my heart. So mm-hmm. I think that that's helpful for me. I, I think it's when someone, yeah, asks good questions, then provides good feedback mm-hmm. that shows that they really under, like if they show they really understand, yeah. mm-hmm. like if they can draw something from personal experience or provide some insight that shows they were really listening And then, like, follows up later. Yeah. I feel like those are signs of a good listener. I think some signs of a good listener are are being compassionate, Mm. being patient as people are talking and sharing with you, and also being humble, knowing there's more to learn and you can't assume you know everything Mm -hmm. about that person. 
I like all those. Um, I think for me, what I look for too is eye contact and body language. Because I've had conversations with people where I'm talking and they're not even looking at me or they're looking <laughs> elsewhere, like pet. No, just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 not pet. Um, but it just, it, the conversation ends up being discouraging for me. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I don't know if this person really wants to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Or body language, if they're not even like pointed like towards me, they're already like, I, I've seen this where people are backing away from me as they're having a conversation. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, like I'm showing not, they don't have time. Yeah, for you. Oh. right, right. Which is yeah, exactly that. It's like quality time. Give me some of your time. So, mm-hmm. what makes, in your opinion, what makes a bad listener? I a guess mom. I just you said just I just said that. What but did you just say a mom. Oh, said, <laughs> th- I thought you said my mom, and I was like, oh, no, my mom's a great listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love you, Mrs. Young. <laughs> no, she, I just try to think what makes a bad listener having a two-year-old mm. while trying to talk. Mm-hmm. I just, that's, yes. that's not bad necessarily, but it just makes it really difficult. Right. Yeah, you're preoccupied. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm a bad listener when, like, Aaron is trying to tell me something, and I'm already, like, thinking three steps ahead of the mm. conversation. Like, this is where it's going to go, mm. rather than just listening in the moment. Mm. Talking too much. <laughs> yeah. About yourself. Mm-hmm. Being defensive. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not validating the person mm-hmm. with whatever they're talking about, sort of going the opposite direction or, yeah, I think that's one for me. Okay. Do you ask questions to get people talking or do you wait till people talk? What's your strategy? I know all this. <laughs> <laughs> I ask questions. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Like, for you ladies, do you, like, if there's, like, a dinner party that you're going to go to or a gathering, do you come in knowing, like, okay, I'm going to talk to these people. I have these questions I want to ask. Or you just sort of just jellyfish your way in there and see, like, okay, who wants to talk? No, no (laughs) jellyfishing. I've never even heard of this. you never heard of jellyfish before. (laughs) Of it being used as a verb. (laughs) I don't do that, but I wish I could. (laughs) I just made it up. Yeah, me and Erin have pep talks before we have people over. Like, Mm. okay, this is the question you have to ask. and these Because if not, we're just going to stare at each other's faces Mm. the whole time. Nice. Yeah, I think because I have, like... I don't, I don't want to say I have social anxiety, like, mm. clinically, but mm-hmm. I just get nervous talking to people. That's my, my defense mechanism is to have questions. Mm. But also, um, it's something my mom taught me when I was young. Because mm-hmm. I still remember she told me one story of there was this one lady. I don't even know who this lady was. But she realized she had a really good conversation with the lady. And then afterwards, she realized that the lady just asked her a bunch of questions. And then she remembered that and was like, oh, that's how you get good at talking to people. So I always remembered that Mm. and would think about that when I was talking to people. Like, okay, a good way to talk is just to ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm naturally a jellyfish. I like to go in, like, just whatever they want to talk about and do whatever. But I'm starting to realize like it's actually good to have like a set of convers like set of questions or topics that I want to talk about ahead of time and I was listening to a podcast that was talking about how when you actually do that for people that are uh, maybe have social anxiety or are introverted if they have a set of questions going in they're actually better at conversations than the natural jellyfish 
So I just use gel. I don't even know what I mean. <laughs> it is so <laughs> funny. No, like, you know what I mean. Yeah, Anyways. one thing that I remember from your family is, I, I don't know if you still do it, but you had a jar mm-hmm. full of like different questions that you would pull and we would all have to answer it yep. whether we like it or not. Yep, we still do that. Yeah. Um, how do you ask questions and listen while not interrogating the person? Because I, I, I fear that a little bit when I'm, like, constantly asking question after question and they're not asking back. I feel like, ooh, do they feel a little bit uh, uncomfortable with me asking all these questions? So how do you manage that? I didn't even know that that was a thing. Oh. So. Well, there. Tell me. Okay. <laughs> you go, Alyssa, because you're the one who always has a bunch of questions. <laughs> yeah. Like, ready I- to go. I feel like that one's a little bit harder for me because I'm sure there are times I've come off, like, interrogating mm-hmm. them. So I try, I go on the border or, or I do risk in, to that effect of interrogating them. But um, I think sometimes it has a good outcome because it's like, okay, they are open to sharing. And I want to create an environment that invites more sharing on their end. So I just ask questions. And if I feel like it's sensitive, I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I just say, oh, you know, we don't have to talk about it mm-hmm. right now. And then I'm like, oh, how about we talk about something like something from your childhood or a, a core memory or something like that mm. that makes them happy maybe. Yeah. So I just switch it. But my mind is always like churning and so Pam is always asking. You're like a little like, hamster is running <laughs> around in there. Mm-hmm. Like how do you go from one thing to the next? So it just depends on the person. Yeah. I try to throw in questions that I'm asking them and then I'll ask, I'll answer my own question mm. because I don't know if they're going to ask me a question. So I'll feel like I might as well answer that question if, Especially if it feels a little bit more um, vulnerable, I'll maybe share first and then say like, oh, this is what I thought or this is what I'm thinking with that question. I don't know. I was just going to say maybe don't be afraid of um, like silence too, which Mm. I know feels really awkward and I'm not good with that. Like I always want to fill the void. But if you feel like you always have to like say something, it might come I mean, it could just make them feel more comfortable, but mm. also, like, might feel like they don't have time to, like, catch their breath or something, yeah. you know? Is it, is it easy for you to listen to strangers or friends? Or both? I don't know. It is not easy for me to listen to strangers because I don't have an emotional attachment to them mm. yet or a long-term relationship, so I really have to get out of my selfishness and wanting to do things on my time to push to love them Mm. I think I'm the opposite I'd rather talk to a stranger than a well sorry (laughs) actually I could see that with you just because it's the same questions that you can ask them but then once you get over like the oh what's your story how Mm. did you become a Christian it's like now what do we talk about (laughs) so Uh, you just keep people at a distance yeah you guys are all at arms (laughs) Well, I was going to say, like, yeah, I enjoy both. But with strangers, what makes it more interesting to me is if you can hear people's stories. Mm -hmm. Like, if it goes beyond just, like, what do you do for a living? But, like, why did you choose that? And Mm -hmm. what brought you to that point? And, like, then it makes it more personal, like you were saying. Like, Mm -hmm. it's hard to to build that emotional connection. But if you can hear their story of why they are where they are, I feel like that makes it more interesting. Do you prefer it, though? Do I prefer strangers? No. You prefer friends to just, yeah, comfortable conversations. I feel like it's either I want to talk to a complete stranger 
or a really good friend. But mm. in between is mm. like, we've already talked about the story. Yes. I don't know you well enough to go super deep. That's the most awkward mm. stage for me. Yeah. I think it just depends on my energy level. I think with strangers, I feel like I have to have this heightened energy to be able to like go in and start asking questions because I don't know if they're going to be the type that asks questions back. Whereas with my friends, I already know who talks more and who doesn't. So my energy level is like, eh, it could always, if I'm not feeling it, then I just know that this friend is not going to be very talkative. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, so yeah, I think either one, it just depends. How do you listen to people that you don't agree with or have common interests? Like if someone starts going off on like a political argument yeah. that you don't agree with or something like that. Yeah. I feel like that's common, right? Yeah. Yeah. Super common. Honestly, if it's someone that I'm like not going to have much interaction with, I usually just let them talk Mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm probably not going to change their mind with that one conversation. Yeah. If it's someone that I'm going to have more repeated interactions with and I know them, then I might. I don't always, my personality isn't challenger. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm not going to be the person who goes head on and says, I disagree with you on all these points. But I might ask like a question or like, well, I think this, what do you think about that? Mm. Um, And then might just say some little comments just to try to get them thinking. If I feel like a more serious conversation needs to be had, then I, I will I would hopefully do that. Yeah. But I feel like it, yeah, it depends on my level of like depth of friendship with the person. Mm. Well, I guess if we're disagreeing, I'm listening to their opinion or point of view. I'm listening to like how they're interpreting a situation or if it's making them emotional or how they're thinking, how it affects themselves or how they view God. Mm -hmm. And then I think from there, asking, asking more questions. And then hopefully from there, maybe if they're like a believer, go through scripture together, pray about it, and then also share like my opinion, maybe. But maybe also save it for another conversation mm-hmm. if, if time permits. Yeah, I mean, I like to hear what they think about like hard uh, topics just because it gives you like a different perspective because I don't want to be in a bubble and I don't want to keep hearing the same uh, ideas that people have because especially being a Christian, right, you could hear the same ideas. It's like an echo chamber. So the fact that you could hear other people and what they think, and going back to what Alyssa's saying, like just their heart, what they think about God, um, those are all interesting things for us and for me to hear. Um, It just, you know, it gives you a background, a a glimpse of who they are. Um, I think the one that would, if we have no common interests, mm, I mean, I like what Alyssa said, or one of you said, it's just like asking questions about like childhood, something that you could try to relate with with the person mm-hmm. instead of just feeling like, why am I going to talk to this person? I can't <laughs> even relate to them, you know? So I like that, Alyssa. Or just trying to find what they care about. Yeah. Mm. And even if you don't care about it, if they're like excited about it, then it's going to mm-hmm. be more interesting to like you. Like fishing. I don't care about fishing. But if they really like it, (laughs) tell me why you like it. it. (laughs) I think if you disagree on something, you could say, like, okay, I think we're not on the same page. Let's maybe do more research on what the other person has said, and then we can come back and not be afraid to talk about the hard topic again Mm -hmm. at a later time. Yeah. So why should we be good listeners? Proverbs says a lot about being a good listener. Um, Like Proverbs... Um, 1927 
A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion or making your ear attentive to wisdom and incline your heart to understanding. That's Proverbs 11. So God tells us in his word to, mm-hmm. um, or it's actually wise to be a good listener and it's loving to be a good listener um, for us to be slow to speak, but quick to hear. Mm-hmm. And so, and we're actually foolish if we're um, not listening to what others have to say and what God has to say to us in those situations. Mm. Yeah, I think we should be good listeners because God could be using the people speaking to us to show us something about himself or um, sin in our own hearts Mm -hmm. that we need to confront. Um, And so if we kind of close our ears off to other people, then we're, again, living in the the bubble of our own Mm -hmm. self. So we need other people to speak to us when we are blind. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that was also good, but, um, like, how can you truly empathize with someone if you can't listen to them? Or, like, how can you really speak into someone's life if you don't really understand? And, like, one conversation even isn't going to be enough to really know a person. Like, it takes a lot of, like... To know someone takes a lot of hard work, mm-hmm. and that's it requires a lot of listening and asking questions t- to understand so you can help someone. Yeah. Yeah, I read in a book, I think it's Loving Messy People, it mm. talks about spirit-empowered curiosity mm. to, to love somebody well. So I remember that because it's, I can't do it on my own merit. I'm going to naturally think of myself and be inward. But I need the Holy Spirit to help me be curious in a loving way mm-hmm. of other people. Mm. I mean, we're all about relationships. God made us to be in relationship with him. And in a relationship, there has to be a back and forth. There has to be a conversation where one is listening and one is um, talking. So if we have that type of relationship with the Lord, which we should have, just like Pam was saying, then it's a given that we should have that with fellow um, humans. So in order to be living a fruitful life, whether you're Christian or not, it really does hinge, I would say, on listening. And um, just to have a healthy um, lifestyle. And I'm even with non-believers, like to be able to listen and be um, listened to, there's something special about that that even non-believers can appreciate and enjoy. So it, I think it's just part of being human. It's part of how the Lord made us is to have conversations with people and like Bethany was saying, like just relationships with people. So yeah, we just need that that constant back and forth. And I mean, we're made for that. When you were talking about how like um, we have to be listening to God too, like that was, that's, that was eye-opening to me because I think about like in the Bible when it talks about like isn't it faith comes through hearing, Mm -hmm. hearing the word of Christ? Like Mm -hmm. we should be listeners, like primarily of God. Mm -hmm. And if we can't listen to other people, is that showing us that we're not really able to listen to God? Because I feel like if we can listen to God, then we're going to be more able to listen to others versus just paying attention to whatever thoughts are in our head. So that was helpful because it's more than just the Mm -hmm. horizontal relationship. It's like listening to God primarily. Yeah fuels your ability to listen well to others. Yeah. And then if we stop hearing God God in scripture or in prayer or with church family, then 
that's us going astray mm-hmm. from the Lord. Yeah. But I mean, I have met people that are lovely, godly people, but in my opinion, they're not good listeners, you know? So I think there is something to, yes, the way we listen to God, but sometimes it doesn't connect to like fellow people, mm. you know? So at the same time, I think it is a good thing that we should do, but I think it's even an art form, wouldn't you say? Yes. Because I feel like I'm still learning how to be a good listener. Yeah. So I don't think it's something that just comes in um, with, it, it could come in with common grace or it could come in with salvation, but sometimes you just, it doesn't come. Yeah, you have to practice. You have to practice it. It's like a discipline. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, I mean, for people out there, if you feel discouraged, like, man, I can't have those type of conversations. I can't listen well. Mm-hmm. Just be encouraged that it actually takes practice. You have to put yourself in those situations to be able to ask questions and listen well. So, yeah, sometimes it just doesn't come naturally. I have to tell myself that because I'm learning how to be a better listener. I tell myself, even when someone's, like, if I feel someone's boring, I'll be like, <laughs> or whatever. I'm so sorry. That I'm so sorry. She pointed uh, at me. Insecurity. No. Boring. Boring. <laughs> boring. <laughs> boring. Um, like, focus, Alyssa, pay attention. Alyssa, I have to tell mm. myself that because I will, again, look to myself for glory. Mm. Mm. I feel like seeing that person as an image bearer of God can help, like, give importance to any conversation. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. If it seems boring. Yeah. And you want to let the person wander, like even if they are going, you know, long winded. I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Wow. I'm not... wow, Alyssa. Just let them wander. So even then, you're you're tracking their heart posture mm. and how they're thinking through things. Mm-hmm. I'm learning. Okay, <laughs> we all are. Okay, when in conflict, how do you maintain to still be a good listener? Yeah, tell me. Yeah, I mean, this goes into relationships at the church, marital, parenting everything under the sun well you quoted james right that's like the being slow to speak quick to listen no quit quick Mm -hmm. Quick, slow to speak quick quick. (laughs) you got it (laughs) one more time you got the slow to speak (laughs) quick quick to listen slow to anger Ah, that's the one that i know slow to speak slow to anger quick to listen in that order not really Mm. um Nope, got sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how can we be a good listener? Yeah. Yeah, I think just being slow to speak. I think of one of our pastors, um, Pastor Ben. He's so slow, like a turtle <laughs> when, when talking. And I like, I really admire that about him, you know? Like, you, I'm, I'm sure when Ruby and him conflict, he's like a slower processor I think that that's admirable because we're we're more soaking in the words than just thinking already like this is what I want to say and this is where you're wrong kind of thing I mean is it from there's some I don't know if it's like the the conflict steps that you have Mm. but like where you have to repeat what they oh, said. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's helpful. Yeah. Because that often shows errors in what you thought mm-hmm. they were saying. Right. Mm-hmm. And it shows you weren't we're really listening. listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like a check. Yeah. To listen Can better. you explain that better or not better? Sorry. Can, Can you, you explain? <laughs> do better. Yes, better. Can do you say what, you're, what you mean or what? Uh, you know what? The I process. Mean. Tell the process. What, what are you talking about? 
It's like a very vague idea in my mind, but like, so maybe you want to explain okay. it. But I guess it's one of the steps where like when you're having a conversation and you, they say something and then you say, okay, what I hear you saying is this, is yes. that right or wrong? Right. And then it gives them an opportunity to say, no, that's not what I meant. Or yes, that is what I meant. Just to make sure you are understanding what they're saying. Because in yes. the middle of a conflict, you're in the heat of it. You're in the yeah. heat of it. You're mm-hmm. going to hear things. You're not going to believe the best about the person. Yeah. Naturally. Right. So you might often hear th- them overstating things that you feel like are overstated, but they actually didn't mean that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then what is I that felt- what it is? Mm-hmm. That was step one. Oh, are we doing the, the oh, whole process? That's the only thing I remember. That's You guys can no, go that's over different. the other steps. Oh, no, but go ahead. Talk about yours. Oh. Is that not one of the steps? No, it's not the Tim the Keller. Oh, are you talking okay, about the okay. Tim Keller oh, steps? Yeah. No, that's different. Oh, okay. What yeah. is that yes. one? What did I say? I thought that's it. I thought Tim Keller's was like, what it you is. did was, uh-huh. what I uh-huh. felt uh-huh. was. Yeah, that's what you said. No, 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 no. Oh, no. Um, sorry. I'm a bad What I think you should have done was, and then did I miss anything? I have one more. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, don't When Erin and I fight, I like to write things down because oh, if not, yeah. I will attack with mm. spikes out. So I think that that's helpful because it helps me to slow down and really hear what he's saying rather than just thinking I'm hearing but not really. Mm. Yeah, it helps us sometimes if we record our fights. So then like it automatically will just like... You've done that? Yeah. Like video or just audio? Record, just audio. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You got it? You got it? We'll put it on YouTube. <laughs> no, just audio. Just so, because sometimes we just cannot hear each other because we are mm. too emotionally, like, tangled. That's interesting. And so we're not being clear. So sometimes we feel like you're not understanding me and you're not understanding me. And, and we're like, what am I hearing and what am I hearing? So that That's also what's helpful about bringing someone else in to mm-hmm. listen to Yep. Because they can clarify. And, and it helps you to communicate more like clearly yep. when you know someone else is listening. Also, sometimes if we take too much time like interrupting each other, we try to just, we pray, try to ask, mm-hmm. repent, uh, humble ourselves, and then say, okay, no more interrupting each other. Let the other person talk fully without feeling like you have to interject. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like as a principle to like let other people have the last word. That's mm-hmm. so oh, hard yeah. to do. Yeah. But that can yes. help you be a better listener. Yeah. I like what you said, Pam, because... Uh, I still struggle with this, but as the person is talking, not trying to be three steps ahead, mm-hmm. but actually like just being in the moment so that I'm able to do like the Tim Keller thing. I'm able to, you know, uh, retell what they're actually saying so that they could agree or disagree. So that that's my struggle is like not to be thinking as they're speaking to me. Um, how do you listen to non-believers? How to listen to church family. What did that mean? What do you mean by that? <laughs> that was yours, right? It made sense at the time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> how, do we... how, how do we listen to non-believers? That's it, yeah. Yeah. Like helpful you... tips? Oh. Uh, tips and tricks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess some tips. How do you listen to non-believers? <laughs> do you say trips and ticks? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not listening well. <laughs> uh, one way that has been helpful for me with non-Christian friends is to ask um, their story, like when they were born, where they grew up. Yeah, stuff like that. Nice. Yeah, so we're doing, we're sharing our stories within our city group right now. So we're, everyone's sharing their story of like creation, of like their childhood, like a hard time in their life. Hmm. Um, when the Lord 
save them. So in this case, it stops there, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But they could have a different version of, like, what does redemption look like in mm. their life? And from there, you could kind of ask more questions about, like, what do they cling on to as either, like, for us, it would be, like, their idols or their God. And mm. um, from there, ask questions and ask about their worldviews. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, like, with a non-Christian, obviously it's harder to go deep. Mm-hmm. And it might be weird for them to go deep. So even if it's just just asking them questions, like, in general, I feel like it will show that you care. Yeah. And that's something. Yeah. That they know that you care and that you're interested in them. Yeah. yeah. I think even asking for their advice on something. Oh. Um, because in some ways they have some, like, life or worldly wisdom because they, they're surviving on Earth somehow. So if you have a problem and you want to be vulnerable and show your vulnerability to let op- and open up, then maybe they can open up and share mm-hmm. their wisdom to you. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I like, I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever asked this question, but I've heard others ask this question of what do you think is the biggest problem in the world, mm-hmm. which can get really deep, but maybe they're uncomfortable with that type of question. Um, but I've seen it where people actually answer and... Yeah, it ends up like going towards like more spiritual conversations. Um, or what's your favorite book? I've heard that one too. Yeah, yeah. We're even talking about like world events, what's happening now, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the hard and the hard earth things that are happening. Yeah. How do you listen to church family? That's in contrast to listening to non-believers. Well, then we can hear their redemptive story or how they've believe in the gospel or heard the gospel mm. when they heard the gospel what they were thinking feeling at the moment asking them about their blessings or their trials mm-hmm. during the week um sorry this might not relate but i feel like in a recent sermon pj was talking about there's different levels of thinking and you can ask the questions like what are you thinking about what do you think Mm -hmm. about what you're thinking about and Mm -hmm. what do you feel about what you're thinking about so just going Mm -hmm. um deeper than just like what's going on in your life but how do you feel about that and then it goes down to more the heart level yeah I mean a lot of times in like biblical counseling or just counseling in general it's like what are your challenges like or what's your biggest challenge Mm -hmm. in this particular situation so you want to figure out how to best um, serve them and love them, but you're you're you need more information of what is on their heart because sometimes they don't even know. Church family doesn't even know, so it's good to have someone else that you can bounce your ideas off of. I was gonna say, and then a way to be a good listener is to point them back to the Lord, even in the questions you're asking. So, mm-hmm. like, what is God teaching you through that? You know, what do you think God's telling you to do through that? Like. Even the questions you ask could be pointing them to Christ, even if you're not, like, telling them, like, this is what you should do, you know? I would say this, too. Sometimes with church family, sometimes you don't need to say anything. You Mm -hmm. just need to give them a hug, you know? And I know I've I've said this before in one of the other podcasts, but when I'm sharing, um, like, my sexual abuse story or there's something like a a memory that came up and I just want to share, sometimes... It's just like you guys just listening and saying like, you know, Bethany, you're really good at this. But you say like, that's really hard or that's really sad, you know, and sort of sympathizing as opposed to I'm going to give you a bunch of Bible verses or, you know, uh, sometimes it's just praying, you know, like let's just go to the Lord in prayer. So a lot of times it's like, you know, if if you're dealing with infertility or a miscarriage, like there's certain things that you just need to be sensitive to and know how 
to sometimes just listen and not talk. Would you say that? Yeah, or? actually, we're going through a situation where we've actually emailed the church and asked to ask them not to talk to us or ask us questions about it because it is a little bit heavier. Um, but it does help when I do want to say something about it, that they're just listening silently or quietly, and then they pray for us. So that's been helpful. Yeah. All right, ladies. So any last words that you have for someone who just isn't really good at listening or has a hard time listening? You can do it. Yes. <laughs> There's a beginning to everything. I'm a really mm. bad listener, so that's why I'm, I sympathize with all of you poor listeners. Mm. We can work on it together. <laughs> you two listeners. Yeah. I feel like I'm taking this Bible verse out of context, but... <laughs> <laughs> do it, Alyssa. Be do a it. blasphemer. But, like, somehow, like, consider the other person more important than you. And so mm. that helps me to be more present and more engaged. Mm. I like don't know if I did that. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I like Sounds it. Right. Okay. I like it. <laughs> Sounds right. Um, I guess I would say, like, pray as you're talking mm-hmm. to people. Um, because, like, we need, like you were saying, spirit, something. Spirit, empowered, curiosity. curiosity. Yes. Yeah. So it's coming from the spirit. So mm-hmm. just be praying, and we're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. We're going to fail. But um, to be just prayerfully trying to love others. Because you could be a good listener, but actually not be doing it in the right way, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. What's an example of how you would ask God to help you? Or what would you pray to God? Oh, just praying for help to listen well. Mm-hmm. And, like... As you're really trying to hear them, like, praying before you speak back, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to be more thoughtful in that way. So yeah. I was thinking. Because sometimes I just ask questions just because I'm nervous to talk, which mm-hmm. isn't really, like, loving the person. It's just caring for myself, too. Yeah. So, like, that's not really good listening either. So it applies to everyone. Yeah. Yeah, going back to what Pam said, it's like you need to start somewhere um, and also think through... Like, just the mechanics of even, like, good eye contact and body language. I said it earlier, but it, it does go a long way when you are showing that you care through your body and through your facial expressions. What's body language that um, you would suggest? I would say no arm crossing, <laughs> like Pam is showing me. Um, eye contact is great. I mean, you could, like, stare into their souls if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it might make other people feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so maybe like gaze one or, you know, away a few times. I don't know. I'm sure you could look Every it up somewhere. Seconds, just look up a little bit. <laughs> to the Lord. <laughs> well, someone's really struggling knowing when to go in and just give them a hug. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And let them talk. Yeah. Pam loves that. Oh. In your arms. <laughs> in your sweaty pits. <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah, and I think if you have kids, to also teach them to, mm. to do this, because I wasn't taught that, so that's why I'm struggling. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go home and teach my kids this. Mm. I like that. Mm. Sorry, another point. You talked about kids, um, and I see you ladies do this, but having um, when you do have little ones that are able to understand that when mommy and daddy are in a conversation, they put their hand mm. on mommy to, you know, to interrupt, because like you said, yeah, it's hard to have a conversation or to be a good listener when you have little ones. But if you're teaching them like, hey, like I'm listening or I'm talking, like there's a proper way of interrupting mommy or asking for help. So that could, that's good too because it teaches the child that, hey, like I'm engaged here, but I, I do want to care for you. So this is the way that we go about this, you know. So just a little side note for parents out there. 
So tips and tricks. <laughs> yes. Anyways, <laughs> thank you, listener number two. What? <laughs> no, it's not, only not, one the now. not the first one. Not the no. You're the good listener. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank you again. Um, thank you for Shepherd LA. I'm gonna say it now, just to let people know Shepherd LA is up and running. <laughs> and there's a nine marks conference with Shepherd LA. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be done. Yeah, it already passed. <laughs> but it was great. It was a great conference. Lord willing. <laughs> um, thank you again to our church family who allows us to listen poorly and then work through how to listen better. Mm. Um, yeah, we love you guys. Thank you to the two listeners. Follow us on Instagram and leave us um, some iTunes love. iTunes. iTunes? iTunes, right? iTunes? iTunes. iTunes love. Not like I accidentally did. (laughs) Because, dude, because it allows other people to find us on iTunes. I didn't know that. I heard that on another cool podcast that is like way popular. And I was like, what? We could do that? Okay. So anyways, yeah. Leave us reviews on iTunes if you can. We gotta tell that story. Four stars. Five stars. What about the Android people, guys? I don't even know about them. But anyways, Alyssa has a story. No, Bethany Bethany has a story. (laughs) You know... Sometimes when I need, like, validation about myself, I look through our reviews, <laughs> and um, I found one that Alyssa left before she was a part of the podcast, and it was literally three stars. What? I was like, what is this? Dude, she liked the other two. The audacity, dude. <laughs> she says it was an accident, but I don't know about that. I don't know. Anyway. Anyways. My bad. Leave, leave, leave five stars. Oh, five stars. It yeah. is five stars. Yeah. Leave us five stars. Anyways, good night. Good night.